in Pasha's Truma, the Degel, at the end of his Likutim, talks about the structure of the Orem uh, versus the Luchos. Luchos are Eidos, and the Mepharshim will go into this business about, Rashi says, you know, Eidos zu Torah, uh, the Eidos, what is Eidos testimony, you know, testimony of what? <coughs> was it the Luchos, was it the entire Torah? There's Machlokis in the Rishonim, I don't want to go into the medieval commentators. I want to look at another example in which Hasidut takes something which has been interpreted at multiple levels, uh, and brings it into a very unique psychological point. <coughs> the Maase of the Oron, the, the construction and the um, uh, and the production of the the Aron is enclosed, it's hidden, it's it's refractory to rational analysis, both in its deed and in its hints. <coughs> but allow me please, through my poverty of my imagination, let me also add my voice, let me, let me add my knech to what's going on. Ha'aron hu soid hadibur. The oron is the mystery of speech. Vehakapores vehashne kruvim heim tlas mochen shehadibur ba mehem mehaslichim. So immediately he dives into this concept, and I've put it in a graphic form. The Aron represents speech, and the Luchos will represent writing. Speech and writing, Torah Shabal Peh, Torah Speech is Malchus, Torah Shabal is Yesod. So he's already setting up this paradigm based on Kabbalah. He's diving into it in the very first moment that the Aron, which is split in its Maasim into the box itself, the kapores, the covering curtain, and the two kruvim on top of the oron, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the oron and it's a pertinence, mm-hmm. represent the manifestation in the human psyche of dibur, which is the final product, but it starts with the kapores and the shnei kruvim, which are the tlasmochen, the three brains. The three brains are the three kabbalistic uh, shefa, shefa that comes down from the initial mysterious flash of insight through chokhma and bina. So it's keter. Keter is the desire, the hidden, unspoken, unconscious, you know, desire. Then it goes through Chochmah, which is that flash of insight, and Bina, which is the manifestation, and Lahavin Davar Mitoch Davar. So you have Keter, which is Ratzon, and then Chochmah, which is the insight, and Bina, which is the working through of that insight into Dibur articulated speech. In modern neurology, we have a different setup, and in modern psychology, we have a different setup. <coughs> Where does 
thought come from? Uh, how does thought connect to speech? You know, I can have a patient who comes in complaining that his uh, speech is all mucked up. I have to determine whether that is just because he's got a Bell's palsy and he can't speak out of one side of his mouth, or he has a problem in his throat and the articulated muscles of articulation because of motor neuron disease, or does he have a problem in that part of the brain that finally produces speech, he knows exactly what he wants to say, but he can't get the words out, or is his thought processes in the speech affected? Multiple layers neurologically. In Kabbalah, there are also multiple layers. The hidden, mysterious Keter, the Chochmah, and the Bina. Finally, it articulates in Dibur, which is the lowest sphere of all. What he is claiming is that the Aron has these four components of Keter, Chochmah, Bina, and Dibur, which is basically the Sephirotic tree, as applied to human speech. But that's just the Aron. Now, what do we put in the Aron? Because in the end, speech comes from the intellectualities. The haluchos. What do the luchos represent? The tablets that are placed in the aron, in the box. Well, we are told that they were arkan shisha, varachman shisha. They are six by six. <coughs> six by six. Okay, that's the measurement. And uh, that's a Gemara in Nadorim 38, right? The, the size of them. There's a medrash that when... Uh, when when God heard about the Egel um, and he heard the the, the kola not gebura kola not chalusha, so it wasn't that Moses smashed them. How could Moses do such a thing? There was a tug of war. That the top two cubits God was pulling, the top bottom two cubits Moshe was pulling, and in the tug of war apparently they smashed. And that six by six is the midas, the 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 measurements beginners of Torah Shibirsav. That is a metaphor of Torah Shibirsav, Hakalul Mishisha, because that cube or oh, that dimension of six by six um, is <coughs> um, it's a Zoyar uh, that that the Torah Shibirsav has that quality of the number six. The Zoya says uh, in two two fourteen, Aron da ihu rosa lemeil Torah Shibirsav, the it ganav be beshit luchin mesichrin. That the Aron is the is the secret uh, of the Torah Shibirsav, which in which is hidden in it uh, those those tablets, the da ikre Aron, and it has shis lemei bechada. It's six in one. There's a kind of dimension of six, which of course in the Sephirotic tree is from Tiferes all the way down to Yesod, right? That's six. That's six. Tiferes, Netzach, Chesed, Gevura, Tiferes, Netzach, Hod. And that repre- that is represented by Torah Shibachsav. So now we have this metaphor <coughs> that the luchos, which are six by six, <coughs> representing Torah Shibachsav, represents all those Safiros are down to Yesod, is then inserted into Malchus, which is 
the Malchus Peh, Torah Shabal Peh, which is the Shnei Kruvim, the Kaparochas, and the Aron itself. It's almost like this metaphor of the Luchos going into the Aron, the way the Yesod goes into Malchus, the way Torah Sheba Al-Peh, Torah is inserted into Torah Sheba Al-Peh, that the Torah Sheba itself requires that covering of dibur, of manifestation of Torah Sheba in order to house it. It's the housing. <coughs> And now, once he said that that's the setup, which is basically the Kabbalah of the Zoyar and the and the uh, he also brings the Magen David of the Ridvaz and he brings the um, um, the Sha'are Ora of Reb Isaac Gitakilia that Heichal Torah Shebechsav He Torah Shebal Peh the Heichal the Heichal the chamber of Torah Shebechsav is the Torah Shebal Peh Ushtei HaTorahs Mitabkot Kishnei Afrim Tamet and the two uh, related to each other okay now he tells you what the individual spiritual path of a person is what, what's my job in this whole beautiful structure of the Oram? It's not the whole history and why we have to talk about the measurements of the Oram. <clears throat> why, why do we need it? Well, for Hasidut, the Torah Shabbat Bichsav is a uh, spiritual roadmap. And for Torah Shabbat Peh, it is to understand what the Masa of the Oron was. But it's really not relevant today, except in a shul where you have the Keter on every Oron. Uh, and that's a mikdashmat. But in what, in our spiritual path, which is what Hasidus is about, how do I make sense of of this Masiara, which apparently is satun b'masav It's completely hidden. Now he's going to smash that open, and he's going to tell you what it means. Now this is the claim. This is what we need to do. Kitzarich for a person has to lehachbir Torah shebichsav in Torah shevalper. It's not sufficient that you have two Torahs and historically there are reasons for that and how it develops right? Two Torahs, what do you mean? Torah Shebichsav, the written law and why should it be oral law? Well, we have all reasons why it's oral but the oral tradition evolves and it continues every generation we add to Torah Shebichsav he says, no, 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 no. That's on a historical level and on a scholarship level. I want to tell you on a mystical level. What is the mystical apparatus that's going on as I have to machbir? I have to be, I have to make a union between Torah Shebichsav and Torah Shebichsav. Well, clearly the Torah Shebichsav isn't just the Torah Shebichsav and the Torah Shebichsav isn't just, and the Oron isn't just the Oron, and Avraham isn't just Avraham, right? Each one represents mythical archetypes in the spiritual architecture of the human soul, which then we have to work on. What is that? Uba Adam. 
Now we're going to come back to that word Dibur. You just told me that the secret of the Aaron is the secret or the mystery of Dibur. Meaning that the final explosion of speech comes from a process that's occurring within my soul. <clears throat> now I'm going to use that to show you that speech can be both sacred and secular. His speech that comes out of your mouth is both his speech, your speech, man's speech. Man's speech can be in the shul, it can be in the dafyomi, it can be in learning, it can be in Torah, but it can also speech is Bashas Masumatan. You go to London, you deal with investors and with clients, and you got to talk to them. And then you come home and you have to deal with the wife and the mother-in-law, right? All that requires speech. He does not now distinguish between the two. You are the final product. You are God's child. Whatever comes out of your mouth is speech. Now, we've been told that there's sacred speech and secular speech. But I tell you, he says, whether it's sacred speech or secular speech, what do you mean? I'm, I'm looking at a patient and I'm making a diagnosis. I'm not thinking about it. I'm thinking what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm putting a needle in someone's spine. I got to do it and I got to concentrate and everything else in the world is not present except my feeling for that spine and how do I get that needle one centimeter in the right plane, right? And what you're doing when you're analyzing but a you're profit doing and loss. It, I assume you're prof- you're, you're, no, that, so he's now going to redefine motive. Right. He's now going to redefine what motive is. Right. What is Shomayim? Shomayim Nikro Gamkein Tershibirsav. He says, when I say L'Shem Shemaim, I don't mean that the motive has to be, I have a good motive or not motive. My speech is my speech. Let's look at the speech. The speech is the Oron that encloses the Luchos, and the Luchos are Torah Shibirsav. So L'Shem Shemaim means that the Shemaim is Gamkein Torah Shibirsav, like it was in the Oron Haluchos. Because the Gemara in Baba Basra 14a tells us that. It says that in the Oron there were only two Luchos. There was nothing else. There's just the Torah. The Torah is the Luchos. Yes. So everything I'm doing L'Shem Shemaim means I am trying to connect everything that I am saying out there in the world, whether it's Torah or L'Shem Shemaim, or, the, or secular, L'Shem Shemaim, meaning that it is consistent with the Luchos that are inside that box. The box is the Dibur. The box is the, my life. The box is my uh, articulated speech. But within the box, there has to be Luchos. L'Shem Shemaim, everything I'm doing is connected to that deepest, unchanging eternal Torah Shibitzah. There's the motive. But then he says, but I can understand that's Torah. What 
about my secular stuff? The Gemara says, you said Shnei Luchos. Shnei Luchos doesn't mean the two tablets. There was only one tablet, six by six. Well, we don't know the shape. Where did we get that shape from? Was it Philo? Was it the Greeks? Was it the Christian? We don't know. We don't know what the shape. There was a Luchos. A Luchos was six by six. It's a square. It's a square. It's a square tablet. So two Luchos means there were two sets of tablets. Oh, Luchos the Shivre Luchos Munochim So the Luchos that are intact represents Torah. The fragmented, broken Luchos represents my secular thoughts. My isokim, the things that I'm doing, the <coughs> It's absolutely stunning. Were you saying that the original fragmented luchos are in there too? Yes. That's, that's not him. That's a Gemara. That the fragmented luchos, how could you leave them on the ground? Pick them up. In fact, they say Moshe became rich from them. They were made of sapphire. But the broken luchos, that's the medrash, were placed in the urn along with the Luchos. What about the words of the Luchos? No, they flew away. The words of the Luchos, the letters flew away. So we're just left with the actual marble itself. The Shivrei Luchos, Heim Advarim Sheyardu Bishvira. Now the Shivrei Luchos represent everything that for me is in the world of secular, outside Torah, in the Masa and Matzah, even the naughty stuff. Everything that comes out of my mouth that is not Torah has a place upstairs in the Shemaim. What do you mean? Even my naughty thoughts? What about the red light district? What about the internet? Yes, even that. Why? Because everything has a spark of the divine. This is Lurianic Kabbalah. So the Shivrei Luchos, he's punning with the Shvira Sakelim. Everything that we are going through in the blotter, that we suffer through with our broken lives, comes from that place upstairs of brokenness, which is represented by the Shivira Sakelim, and down here is the broken fragments. Now here comes the radical statement which makes this Hasidus radical Torah. Even that has to be put into the Oron. Meaning, that broken stuff, which is the broken Torah Shabbat along with the real Torah Shabbat has to be framed by my Dibur, by the Oron. The Lios Munochim the secular and the sacred can no longer be split apart. They both have to be mitchabrim in the oron itself, the oron of your mind, the oron of your speech. Ki hakol ba New definition of Torah. Torah isn't frumkai, Torah isn't dafyomi, Torah isn't. Torah is everything that comes down from above, both the good and the broken, the luchos and the shivrei luchos, munachim ba'aram.
Because in that Torah was a blueprint for creation. So we know that in creation there's the good side of town and the red light district. We know that there's a good side of us and a dark side of us. Everything was premeditated before creation. Therefore, the Torah represents everything, the good and the bad. This notion, this new definition of Torah came down and descended with that initial catastrophe of creation. Creation was not a happy event, it was a catastrophic event within the divine. The light was too big for the kalim, the kalim smashed, there were fragments, and those fragments called the shvira comes down and gives sustenance to the dark forces in this world. Very gnostic idea. Therefore, our job is to rescue those fragments. Those are the shivre luchos. Place them next to the real luchos in the oron of our dibur, of our consciousness. Each has to be elevated from the depths of the blotter to its place. Whatever he talks about the the mystical representation of gold. This is a most amazing radical Torah. He's taking something very simple, the structure of the ark. Well, not so simple. It's the place where the holiest of the holies occurred, where the Aaron went in, where <coughs> we, we we connected with the divine between the two Kruvim. Uh, the Shekhinah was speaks to the to the Kohen Godel. Uh, we, we wrap a, a rope around him because he might not be worthy and he might be killed, so it's dangerous business. It's only one time a year when the holiest man in the holiest time in the holiest place get together. But we mentioned the Yudke Vovke. It's a it's a wormhole to the divine realms. And yet, what does he say? Every Yid is going through that process when he is not just learning Torah, but when he is busy in his Masa and Matan and all his daily chores. What he's done is raise the stakes. You, it's not about bean counting. I did my daf yomi, I did my davening, now let's go out and go to the kosher restaurant and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Or Miami, or wherever. Right? This is saying, how do I make the secular into the sacred? How do I leak that? And he does it through this box that he represents as the aron. The aron of my head. It's all about my mind and what the pollution in my mind. What am I bringing into that? How am I making it sacred? What am I doing to rescue those poor sparks or the lost princess or whatever you want to call it who's stuck in the blotter of my mind, that dark unconscious mind and how do I bring that right next to the Torah into the Lukos of the Aram that is the radical Torah of the Dago as it applies to what he refuses to allow a secular life that everything has to be made sacral this is very radical stuff because it it a doesn't tell us he doesn't tell us how to do it he gives us just the wire diagrams of how the kabbalistic lurianic structure applies to my psyche as a psychologist but then he says i can't tell you how to do it you've got to suffer through life